Hey, this is Mike Ayala. I'm all about helping people find financial freedom. And one of the best and fastest ways to grow your wealth and achieve financial freedom is through real estate investing. I know, I've done it, I'm still doing it. Real estate investing is a key component to accelerating my earnings. And I wanna share my knowledge and experience with you through my new real estate accelerator program. This is a one-time only program that puts you in the virtual room with me and an awesome small group of investors with one goal in mind, financial freedom through real estate investments. I'll demystify the complicated world of real estate investing to help you identify money-making opportunities and create profitable new income sources. This course is designed to help guide you to success with clear instruction, direct takeaways, and honest answers to your questions. We'll chart a path to your success in real estate investing together. Anyone from the novice to the seasoned investor can profit from my experience to achieve their investment goals. The nine-week course kicks off this January. Sign up now at earnwithrealestate.com. That's earnwithrealestate.com. Let's do this together. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Today, I want to have a small discussion around microeconomics versus macroeconomics. And stick with me here for a few minutes because um, number one, I'm not an economist, so this is not going to be some you know deep uh, intellectual study around economics in general. But I do want to talk a little bit about why I think it's important that we understand the difference between microeconomics and macroeconomics and what that really means for us. Because I think the majority of us probably spend uh, most of our time and, and we probably have never even consciously thought about this, but most of us spend most of our time in the microeconomic um, realm thinking about, you know, number one, our individual finances or our business finances, uh, investment finances, et cetera. But the macroeconomics is, I think, becoming more and more important for us to understand the concept and the difference between the two. And so, you know, when you look back to the early 1900s and you look at every single time we've had a financial crisis, uh, the Federal Reserve being created in the early 1900s to, you know, help control uh, inflation and and monetary supply and all that kind of stuff, so that you know we could have a more balanced economy, which was just a farce in my opinion, just a way for uh, you know money wealth to be transferred really, um, and for uh, governments to really cheat and have false growth. But you know, when the entire world got to the point where we've got central banks everywhere, um, it kind of levels the playing field, um, but it doesn't for us as individuals if we don't understand the macroeconomic view. So economics is divided into two categories. Uh, number one, microeconomics. Number two, macroeconomics. And microeconomics, and I'm actually going to break microeconomics into two parts. So microeconomics is the study of individuals, or it could be the study of business decisions, while macroeconomics looks at the decisions of countries and governments. And so while the two branches of economics appear different, they're actually interdependent and they complement one another. Um, and you know, a lot of the same issues exist in, in both fields. And so what the reason why I think it's really important for us to understand this, and again, I'll break this into two parts. Microeconomics is the study of uh, how individuals make decisions to allocate scarce resources. Or part two of microeconomics could be 
It's the study of how businesses make decisions to allocate scarce resources. So there's two parts to that. Individual decision-making around economics or your money supply or your money outflow, whatever that is. The study of how businesses make decisions to allocate scarce resources. That's microeconomics. And then macroeconomics is the study of an economy as a whole. So why is this important? Um, One of my really favorite people to listen to over the last couple of years is George Gammon, because he takes um, super complex principles around macroeconomics and makes them somewhat understandable. Half the time I have to <laughs> you know, watch it two or three times to really get my head around what he's even saying, even though he's um, done a really great job of simplifying it. But when we look at this, most of us spend most of our time thinking about um, how financial things affect us personally. And again, as time has gone on, um, you know, from the Federal Reserve being implemented and then a Great Depression just shortly after, and then world wars, and then, you know, getting into the, the 70s and everything that happened there and being taken off the gold standard. And then we get into, you know, the dot-com bubbles. Um, well, and actually, you know, the, the 80s were kind of crazy in themselves with interest rates and inflation and all that kind of stuff being tempered. So, but then we get into the dot-com bubble and then we get into the 2008 financial crisis and then ultimately, you know, what happened between um, then and now where, you know, just off the rails, money printing side note, remember, remember when there used to be a debt ceiling? I, I know there's been some conversation about it lately, but you know, it was a big deal in 2008. I remember um, going to SeaWorld in Disneyland when all this was happening and there was a big debate at the end of the year over the debt ceiling. And for the first time they were going to close the government down and all this stuff. And it's just not even a, it's not even a thing anymore. So, you know, when we look at what happened during COVID and and the exponential rise of monetary printing and what has happened with the price of, you know, goods and services and supply chain disruption and um we're going to have we're going to have universal basic income. I mean, it's already happened in in a in a sense with all the free money and and the stimulus checks and everything else. But you know, the next step is basically if you're just making under a certain amount of money, then you're just going to get money from the government. But what that really means at the end of the day, and this is a macroeconomic view, but most of us are just thinking about how does this affect me personally? Okay, great. So I get a $1,400 check every month or whatever. That's a microeconomic view about how that helps me. But the reality is if the government is creating $1,400 for every single family um, every single month, then really what's happening from a macroeconomic view, we're just pumping more and more money into the system. And so I think it's more important than ever that we start spending more time thinking about macroeconomics and how that affects us in our businesses and our personal life. And I think a lot of us are just going through life thinking about, you know, how do we make more money? How do we build more cash flow? How do we get more investments? And all that's important, but we need to be paying attention to how the macroeconomic picture affects us. We need to be studying. And that, again, that doesn't mean that we have to you know, um, you know, watch Congress and, and stay on top of every bill. But what it does mean, the Bible says that there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And so what I would encourage you to do, and again, I've already given you one of them, George Gammon is, is one of the, my favorite to listen to on this, but find people that you like to listen to or that you think have viewpoints that are not just in line with yours, but maybe even challenge your viewpoints because um, you know there's there's an echo chamber that we get into where you know if all of our friends are saying the same thing, then we could be deceived, and so we need to open our mind and we need to listen to other people. And so there's there's guys out there like 
George Gammon. And there's guys out there, um, or you know, women for that matter too. Um, Lynette Zhang is a, an amazing economist and and a and a brilliant thought leader. So what am I saying here? What I'm challenging you to think about is how important the macroeconomic view, or again, uh, the decisions of countries and governments affect us. Um, it, the more time that we can spend thinking about these decisions and what we think is coming and trying to project, the better off we could be in what we think the future looks like. And so it's not just about your weekly paycheck and your monthly expense outflow, which I would venture to say is what probably 70% of the people think about. What I'm sharing this with you for is that the more we can think about how the decisions that governments and all these central banks and how intertwined all of this is affect us, the more we can make decisions. And a lot of us don't want to, you know, a lot of us want to put our heads in the sand and not think about this stuff. You know, stock market being at an all-time high, companies being valued at things that just don't even make sense, like 500 times earnings. It would take literally 500 years, um, you know, for for that company to actual actually make a return. And it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. We're just in a different macroeconomic environment because there is so much fake money and uh, you know the way that the stock market works and and public offerings. And you know when you've got the Elon Musks of the world that can send a tweet out and send stock um, skyrocketing or or send stock crashing, that just goes to show us how number one intertwined, but number two how fragile it is. And we can't compete with that. So what can we compete with? Well, I think in its simplest form, and I'll wrap this up and 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 make it simple. Number one, study. So I've said this all along. You got to have mentors. You got to have people that you listen to. You got to have people that are challenging your thought process. That's why I always have coaches. That's why I always have a mentor um, because it's it's noisy in here, and we need people that challenge in our our thoughts. So get mentors. Read books. Um, I, I tend to go as far out as I can. One of my favorite authors is Jim Rickards. And he's got a, you know, a pretty long view. And sometimes the view gets scary and extreme. But also, um, you take it for what you will and you learn from it. And it doesn't mean we have to live in fear and we have to go you know, live on an island somewhere. But what it means is we just try to understand what he's really getting at. And this guy has you know, worked for the CIA and played war games. And he was one of the uh, you know, founders of one of the greatest financial institutions um, in in the 2000s, which ended up going bankrupt. But um, yeah, he's he's a very very seasoned person. So you know, studying people like Jim Rickards or Marin Katusa recently came out with a book, um, "The Rise of America," which is a contrarian view to what many people are saying. He's got he's got this outlook that you know because of um, clean energy and and the way that America operates that we're actually we're actually in a period of time where America is going to rise again. So I love hearing these different versions. So get a mentor, uh, follow George Gammon, the rebel capitalist, continue to listen to investing for freedom, which by the way, do me a favor. And if you love this show, and if I've provided any value to you in life, um, make sure you subscribe, but also go leave me, go leave me a review and, and, and share the show with somebody that you think could benefit from it. That would be greatly appreciated because the more people that we can get my message out to, the better off I feel the world would be. So if you haven't gotten value out of the show, absolutely do not do that. But if you've gotten value, maybe just share it with somebody for me. That would be awesome. 
Um, but anyway, you know, back to mentors and, and people that you follow. So number one, make sure you do that. Um, number two, start thinking about this stuff again through the lens of um, you know, macroeconomics. It's the decisions of countries and governments. And I've said this so many times. If you bring this down to the simplest thing, what does the government really want us doing? The the IRS tax code, as Tom Wilwright would say. And by the way, another view of this is is Tom Wilwright's book. Um, uh, what the heck's the name of it? Tax-free wealth. Sorry about that. Um, tax-free wealth. You got to get that book. You got to get your hands on that book. And so uh, that's kind of a playbook. And he says in there that the IRS code is a set of incentives where the government tells us what they want us to do. And so from a macro picture, this is the most important part of all of this. If you really see where the government is taking us and what they want and how they're going to react to certain situations, and this can change over time. It could change you know, with a swing of um, you know, an election, but really that kind of sways back and forth. But over the period of, you know, five to 10 years, you can see major changes happening. And so what does the government want us doing? They want us providing jobs. They want us providing housing. They want us investing money back into the economy as business owners and, and as individuals. And, and so, you know, when you really look at, I mean, even all the conversations right now about, uh, universal basic income and, and free money and free checks. And, you know, our, our brain automatically thinks as an individual, well, that means taxes have to go up. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have agreed with you on that. But the reality is they don't, I think they're pandering on both sides and, and the taxes are going to rise and fall over time with different administrations. But the reality is, and you've probably heard this before, and if you have an anchor on this, inflation is the silent tax. If the government can create inflation without it roaring out of control, then they can pay back their debt with cheaper money. Well, if the government can pay back their debt with cheaper money, then what does that mean you can do? That means you can borrow money, good debt that has assets behind it. And unless you think that we're going to, unless you think that we're not going to have a period of inflation or asset prices are going to, you know, fall off a rail, which they, they could correct at some point in time. But unless you believe that, um, it's a good time to borrow money against cash flowing assets. And so whether those are businesses, whether that's real estate, um, whether that's, you know, even online brands, uh, investing in other people's deals, et cetera. Uh, it's a great time to debt is cheaper than it's ever been. And when, you know, when you can borrow money at two, three, four percent, and the recent inflation numbers come out at 6.8%, we're heading towards 10% in inflation. And uh, you know, I don't know if they're trying to control it or not, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter in the big picture as long as you can get, you know, some debt locked in. And so the second part of this that I'm really getting at is when we start thinking about the macroeconomic view and not just how it affects our our weekly paycheck or our grocery budget or whatever, which is important. And and by the way, groceries are they're skyrocketing. You can barely go out to dinner anymore with two people for less than a hundred dollars. It's crazy. And I remember when $50 dinner with a glass of wine was like very expensive. And now, you know, depending on what market you're in, it's really hard to find a dinner for less than a hundred dollars. It's crazy. So what I'm really saying here is spend less time just thinking about the microeconomics and your little bubble and how everything affects you and start thinking about the big picture and the macroeconomics and trying to figure out, you know, where the country as a whole is going. And, you know, I, like I said, study contrarian views. There's a lot of amazing people out there that have a lot of different opinions. And um, I would just challenge you to go out there and once a day, spend 15 minutes, 10 minutes trying to think about or trying to study someone that has, again, a contrarian view that isn't just about your little microeconomic bubble. We love 
you know, personal mentoring. We love uh, business coaching and business mentoring. Well, I think you should, I think we all should go find a mentor in the macroeconomic space that can really teach us more about where we think we're going from a big picture perspective, all the central banks, all the local governments, all um, the countries that we live in, all the states that we live in, where are we really heading? And I don't think any one person really knows. And that's why it's important for us to you know, study and determine and bet on ourselves, but you got to get educated. So hopefully this helps. And um, you know, again, it's really not about the microeconomics versus the macroeconomics. It's really about us uh, making sure that we're spending time, not only studying how things affect our little bubble, but how the world as a whole plays into it. So go out there and make it great. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.